Percy, let me ask, how important is it for one to take ownership of their health and any treatment to pursue? You know, Wayne, probably one of the most important things that anyone can do entering the healthcare system is not ignorantly follow a healthcare plan without being fully informed and vested in its process and its possible outcomes. We really need to discuss this further today. All right, coming up, you'll hear a conversation with a gentleman who was intentional about being involved in his cancer journey. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I welcome you to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. My name is Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Pastor P, we call him. And Percy, I'm, I'm uh, thinking about the person listening today who perhaps is here for the first time. Maybe they're here because a friend recommended this podcast to them. Maybe you are a subscriber to this podcast. In either case, we welcome you, and we hope that you'll stay with us now for the next few minutes. Well, uh, again, our listeners and our subscribers are the backbone of the show. You're the reason why we're here, and you're the reason why we continue to do what we do. And so please thank you first and foremost for listening. And then thank you for encouraging others and passing along uh, the information about health, hope, and inspiration as we continue to grow this audience of cancer fighters who are hopeful and are fighting and battling with health and being inspired to do so. Of course, there's no cost to uh, subscribe to this podcast. It's freely available to anyone. So if you are not yet a subscriber, just go to our website and you can subscribe there, healthhopeandinspiration.com. You'll also find us, of course, on many podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Google Play and all those good things you need to know about podcasts these days. And mm-hmm. boy, how popular they become, huh? Amazing. Hey, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, the, the theme that you've set up for the program today. What are we going to talk about? Well, um, yeah, we're going to talk about today and and we're going to use the title Healed, Whole, and Healthy. My body is being restored. Uh, A gentleman who um, was and is at the time of the recording dealing with uh, treatment of prostate cancer. And he was very forthright and he wanted men to understand uh, some very important mental, emotional, and obviously physical uh, dynamics with regard to treatment of, of prostate cancer, but around ownership, taking ownership of your process and being behind the wheel of your car, mm-hmm. or as I often like to say, driving your bus and not acquiescing that and allowing anyone else to be the driver other than you. And he's really going to send some powerful messaging around that school of thought. Well, with that upcoming interview in mind, then we've formed a question we're going to pose to our listeners this week. And here's the question. Have you ever found it difficult to take ownership of your health care and mm. why? Let's mm. uh, let's share some of your answers uh, around here. And we'd love to hear from you. Have you ever found it difficult to take ownership of your health care and why? Would you take a moment and respond? We'd love to hear from you and perhaps we can share your response with others for their encouragement and growth as well. You answer on our website. It's very easy. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on connect at the top of the screen and you'll get a little drop-down box there that gives you a chance to type in your response. Have you ever found it difficult to take ownership of your health care? Healthhopeandinspiration.com. We read these, don't we? We do. We read them all. I get them and I peruse them for sure. 
And we, we try to pick those that we feel make uh, a compelling response. But we want people to be engaged. We want our audience, you, our audience, to talk back to us, speak back to us, share uh, some of your thoughts and experiences. It helps us to come up with new concepts and ideas for the show and speaking points. But more importantly, it allows us to engage with you and you to engage with us. We need it, we yeah, want it, and yeah. we desire it. Yeah, we're both looking at some recent responses. Uh, recently, for instance, we asked this question, have you ever struggled to find a partner during a crisis, mm. and what criteria did you use to find the right partner for you? Do you see the response there from Arlington, Texas? I do, and the response is, and it's very powerful, yes, I have, the answer is, I have had a history of some mental health challenges regarding bouts of depression, and as a Christian, this is still somewhat of an uncomfortable topic for believers and knowing how to support this community. Yes, it is, yeah. My key criteria, it is, it certainly is, my key criteria in finding a supportive partner is and has been being comfortable to discuss my issue or issues. What I require is that someone uh, to uh, is for someone that I can trust who will be non-judgmental. Mm -hmm. Mental health challenges are very real and requires patience and understanding from the local church. Wow. How about that? Thanks for that honest reply. We really yeah. appreciate it. Again, go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Do you have some scripture in mind before we hear from our guest today? I certainly do, my friend. First Corinthians, the third chapter, and we're going to read verses five and six for our spiritual foundation and our spiritual nugget. And it says this, who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. Verse six is our operative verse for our conversation today. I have planted, being Paul, Apollos has watered, but ultimately God gave the increase. And we're going to hear today from a gentleman that's going to help us to understand about doing your part, taking ownership, but the other parts and entities that, that can do their part and ultimately allowing God to give the increase for uh, potentially a positive outcome with any type of circumstance that you're dealing with. Percy will bring our guest to us here in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and then click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options. The phone number is 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. You can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, hey, 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 guys, I'm back again with another interview and another compelling story. Uh, today, we have such uh, with us, we have Mr. Daryl Pruitt, who is a prostate cancer patient diagnosed originally in March of 2020. Uh, he's received his last treatment as of October 21st, uh, received radiation and brachytherapy. Uh, he's currently now under surveillance, and his numbers uh, are, are so good at this point. Uh, he has his surveillance period of time has been extended, so that's good news. And so we want to welcome to the show and to this platform, Mr. Dale Pruitt. How you doing, man? Hey, hey, hey Reverend Percy, I'm doing well. Thank you for the invite. Thank you so much for allowing me to tell my story. Well, that's that's the reason why I'm here, and, and that's the point of this platform is to tell 
and push the stories of cancer patients to the forefront. Uh, we want to, number one, eradicate uh, the fear of cancer and the ignorance of cancer and the silence of cancer. And so that's exactly what we're going to do today. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your journey. Uh, first and foremost, as I always do, um, I always ask everyone about the day that they were diagnosed with cancer. Where were they? And how did you feel when you heard the words, you have cancer? Wow. Um, interesting question, because um, I know that date very, very well. I can even tell you the temperature and the climate and the weather, because mm. um, that was a day where I was going to leave the doctor's office and go grocery shopping to buy my favorite dessert, oatmeal raisin cookies. OK, but I was uh, it was it was March 27th, 2020. At around two fifteen, two thirty. Wow, that's pretty specific. And yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was just that's how how clear I, I remember that day, and um, I was in disbelief. To be honest with you, okay. I was in disbelief only because this is not an issue in my family, and I didn't have any other symptoms that said um, prostate cancer. Okay. So when my doctor and my primary care physician, who I've been going to for over twenty years suggested to me that I go to urologist because my PSA numbers were high. Um, and I'm one of those guys, Reverend Percy, that goes to the doctor on the regular. I go every year and do my annual physical. I even do the DRE, the digital rectum exam. Yes, sir. So there was no warning. There was no warning that this was an issue. And some of the things that, 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 that are symptoms like erectile dysfunction, um, urinating frequently, I did not have those things. Okay. So I thought I was just going in for a formality just to confirm that I'm okay. Yeah. So when the doctor said, um, we have bad news, this is really, really bad. I'm like, oh, come on. Okay. So I was in disbelief. Okay. You know, no one is ever really quite prepared to hear those words. And so uh, that is not uh, surprising to me at all. Uh, but I do want to make sure that I, I pause and kind of circle back and give a huge shout out and compliment to you for doing the annual uh, regular types of things that are necessary, particularly when we talk about men's health with regard to prostate cancer. Uh, as you know, most men do not want to have this conversation and definitely do not want to have a digital rectal examination. Uh, it, and, you know, it, it all speaks into our machismo and our and, and our machoism and being a man and feeling uh, invaded and violated. But at the end of the day, it becomes crucial that we have this discussion and that we follow up and that we we are connected with our healthcare system so that we are paying attention and looking at and, and having precautions. Because as is the case, as you stated, with prostate cancer, in many uh, cases, uh, there are no symptoms, as were, was the situation for you. So I, I want to tip my hat and bow in your presence and say thank you for being conscientious about your health. And I hope that there's some men listening today. Go to your doctor, please. Go to your doctor. Please. <laughs> please. Yeah, yeah. Because had I not been going to my doctor on a regular basis, this would not have been discovered. Yeah. Okay. He just noticed that my PS, he, and he said, he says, girl, don't be alarmed, but your PSA numbers are a little bit higher than they were last time. Right. I just need you to go to a urologist. And I wasn't alarmed because, like I said, doing the digital rectal exam, uh, nothing felt unusual. Correct. Correct. Well, good. Good for you, my friend. I, I applaud you for that. One of the things that um, we talked about, and I have in some of my notes, 
uh, with regard to your thoughts and, and how you proceeded? Because obviously you had to make a clinical decision and start doing some some medical treatment and care. Is that you said one of the things that you knew is regardless of whatever you needed to do, you did not want to have surgery. And I think that this is an important distinction. Of course, everybody's uh uh, healthcare journey is unique to them, and you should, you know, certainly uh, do that which you feel uh, in your conscience is compelling to do and the right thing to do. But if you don't mind, why is it that you felt so adamant about not wanting to have surgery? There are probably three reasons. One of them is that I I felt like in in, in two thousand twenty one, with medicine and advancement in technology. Surgery is so old school. Mm. Okay. Mm. It's so old school. Mm. And that was the one reason. The second reason is that I've talked to several men who have gone through this, this diagnosis and the ones who had the radical prostatectomy out of the seven that I talked to only one came through successfully. Yeah. yeah. And when I say come through successfully, um, you know, they may have issues with incontinence, um, the inability to have an erection, um, you know, a lot of little minor things that they were still dealing with five or six years later. Yeah. Now, honestly, I hadn't talked to anyone personally that had chose my route, which was five weeks, five days of radiation, mm-hmm. the BRCA therapy mm-hmm. and the um, injections. Mm-hmm. I hadn't talked to anyone, but my spirit said that's the route for me to go. Okay. But even at doubt, um, I'm, a, I'm a man of, of, of faith, and I, I believe in God sends me some answers and signals. And the night that I had to make the decision, I prayed for God to give me an answer to the route that I really should go. In one of my daily readings, um, one of the texts mentioned the word beam, beam three times. Okay. And when I saw that term, wow. that word beam three times, I thought radiation. I got it. Got it. And that was it for me. Well, and I, you said several very important elements here. Number one, uh, what you felt a clearance in your spirit about. I tell everybody all the time, cancer is... Uh, every cancer journey is unique to the individual that's on that journey. Uh, no, no two journeys typically are similar or are the same. Uh, number one, so you need to follow the consciousness and the clarity of the spirit within your conscious. And that's uh, great, the fact that you have a relationship uh, with the Lord because he will get, guide us. He will lead us. He will direct us, number one. Number two is that uh, you understood and you looked at, you know, historically the dynamic around some of the other things that may may accompany uh, having surgery and et cetera. And, uh, you know, you felt that that just simply was something that you wanted to avoid because those are very real dynamics. Obviously, when we talk about prostate cancer, and when we talk about uh, radical surgery, that many men and I've had men to tell me over the years, uh, Reverend, I wish someone would, would have just told me about those possibilities that may have uh persuaded me to make a different decision that later now I regret that I didn't choose to do something else before that. So again, being informed, being fully knowledgeable and understanding the breadth and the width and the scope of that is huge and important. So again, 
Thank you, my friend, for, for doing your due diligence, checking in with on the throne before you got on the phone with the father, <laughs> <laughs> and then understanding the very real natural dynamics that, that, that may come into play with this situation because at the end of the day, uh, those are legitimate dynamics that mentally men have to wrestle with and have yes. to deal with and cope with later. So understand what your options are. Make sure you have a full conversation with your doc. And also understand that if you talk to a surgeon, uh, a surgeon will probably tell you, you know, let's have surgery because that's what surgeons do. And so make sure you have a broad conversation that allows you to have an uh, insight to all of the things that may be available. At that being oh, said, So Reverend Percy, Reverend Percy, if you don't mind, let me touch on something you just said. Okay. And that, and that is one of the beauties of um, CTCA is just what you just said. A surgeon is going to try to encourage you to do surgery. Right. The, the urologist that I went to, that my doctor referred me to, he was adamant that I do surgery. Not only do I do surgery, but I do it within a week. Wow. He was really pressing me to, and I, and I, and I didn't like that. Yeah. So, so the beauty of CTCA is simply this. And I tell everybody this. You have an option there. Okay. They don't push either one. You have the option of radical prostectomy, and you have the option of radiation. Yep. They're going to show you the pros and cons of both, yep. and you make that decision. Yeah. Now, when I went there that day, I was to meet with the oncologist first, the, I'm sorry, the radiation oncologist, and then the oncologist who would do the surgery. I met with the radiation oncologist first, and I told him, there is no need for me to go talk to the surgeon. Okay. There's no need. Okay. I've already made up in my mind <laughs> that I'm doing radiation. Yeah. So cancel that off my schedule because I'm not going to talk with him. Got it. So my mind was already, but the, but the, but the beauty of this is what I want to say is simply this, is that at CTCA, you have both options and they leave it up to you. They will tell you, this is what you're going to get through surgery. These are the steps it's going to take with radiation. It's going to be a five week, five days. Yep. After that, you got to do bronchotherapy. So your journey is going to be about a year and maybe nine months. Okay. Where with radio, with 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 um, removal, you're done in a day. Yeah, yeah. And some guys don't want to deal with that journey, so that's what I want to add. No, you're exactly right, and it's it is an a it is an important distinction that you are making. Number one, I negated to uh, in the opening say that you treated at Cancer Treatment Centers of America at Atlanta in Atlanta, and uh, and to your point. One of the beautiful things that CTCA has always tried to advocate is partnership with the patient at the end of the day. And, and more importantly, that the patient drives the bus. You're in charge of your care. Uh, you're not being dictated to and told that this is the only thing that you can or should do. You are presented with choices and options. And then you and you're at the center of your care and everyone else in that clinical environment is there to partner with you accordingly. So I appreciate 100% you. Correct. I appreciate you uh, reminding me of that. And people need to know that at the end of the day uh, and people can treat wherever they want to treat for their cancer. But understand that wherever you go, you should have a partner in your in your process and not be dictated to and that makes people uh, a bit more empowered when they know that they have the ability to make choices so thank you uh number one for for being an advocate for yourself and saying this is what i choose not to do and thank you for giving me that opportunity yes that being said obviously we talked about earlier uh in the top of the show your numbers are good you're doing so well that your surveillance has been now uh expanded out from uh returning every three months to every four months, you're no longer receiving 
effective clinical treatment and care. So that's good news. So uh, I, I take that as a sign you're, you know, that you're moving in the right direction. Uh, you look great. You sound great. Uh, while on this journey, my friend, um, has there been anything that 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 has been an aha moment for you, either uh, in terms of understanding about yourself, understanding about your relationship with with the Lord, uh, your married, you know, so your relationship with your wife? I've learned that's a, a um, quite interesting conversation because there's so many ways that I can answer that. <laughs> but 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 yeah, but one of the most um, profound ways for me is my relationships with friends and family ah, has okay. changed quite a bit. Okay. And 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 and, and I want to say it has changed because what they're requiring of me now because of the 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 the, the physical limitations because of fatigue that brings on through this journey. Yeah. And what I was able to do prior to is not the same. Okay. So I have some 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 family members and friends who they know I have this diagnosis, but they're kind of upset and bothered that I'm not able to give the time and the care that I used to give prior to. OK, now my ego says, well, hey, I got this diagnosis. You should be more loving and caring to me. Uh huh. So my relationships with, with friends and family have changed because I'm not able to give you what I used to do, not because I don't want to, Reverend Percy, but because my physical energy is not the way it used to be prior to this diagnosis. Understood. And you can't respect the fact that I'm going through this journey right now and I may not be able to call you as quickly as I used to. Yeah. I may not be able to take you to your doctor appointments as much as I used to. I may not always want to talk to you about your situation the way that I used to. Yep. I am so sorry, but I'm going through right now and it's about me right now. And, you know, it's and this is pretty consistent, my friend, and that is that uh, for many cancer patients, their priorities of what they have to focus on shifts. And in some cases, uh, you you have to learn how to say no, because it doesn't fit either with your schedule, your timing or in your particular case, your physical ability to extend yourself because your number one priority has to become your mental, your emotional and your physical well-being as you are on this path. So thank you uh, for sharing that. And there's someone that probably needs to hear that today. You probably may have to tell someone no. You may have to limit your time. So and and who you spend your time with and under what circumstances you spend your time. Yeah, you, you wanted to elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're right. And so that has caused me to lose and end some friendships and relationships I've, because I've seen it happen. Right now, it's about me right now. Yep. And and, and this is not to sound selfish or egotistical, but I'm dealing with something that has the tendency to take us away from this earth. Absolutely. And so if you don't have enough respect for my journey right now, then you know what? There's no need for us to be involved at this point in my life. Yeah. A reevaluation of relationships and boundaries of relationships is a huge insight that many cancer patients learn. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And we stand with you in support of that. That being said, uh, there's someone that may be listening. That There may be just this one man that just got diagnosed today, yesterday, uh, that's that's listening to this show. What word or words of wisdom would you share with someone that has been newly diagnosed with prostate cancer? The words of wisdom that I would give are words that I give to people that I meet now, which is simply this. This is not a death sentence. Mm. 
people survive this. Yes. They survive this. And, and as I said earlier, um, with technology and advancements that's been made in medicine, you know, many, many years ago, yeah, you know, this was a death sentence. Nowadays, it's not. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, at the same time, you have to do your part yep. in fighting this battle. The doctors have their part. Your faith have has, has its part. But your journey, what you eat, your exercising, mm. what you put in your body, all of those things play a part. So don't go through this journey expecting man to play his part and you're not doing yours. Yeah. So yeah. What I can say to anybody that's listening is, is this, is that people win this journey. Not everybody leaves here. One of the things I want to add to Reverend Percy is this, is, 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 is I have a problem when I share this journey with people. And the first thing they usually say, you know, I had an uncle that passed away oh, with that. Man. I had a father that died. We don't want to hear that. It's my so if there's any listeners out there who, who hear this, if somebody comes to you and they've been diagnosed, the last thing we want to hear is that your uncle two years ago passed away from prostate cancer or lung cancer. Yeah. What about those who live? Yeah. You don't know anyone who has survived this uh, diagnosis? So let's talk about the ones that who survived it. So my issue is, is simply this, is that uh, it's not a death sentence. Um, keep your faith. Do your part to beat this thing. My prayer has always been, Reverend Percy, from day one, is let the Lord's will be done. Yeah, yeah. Let the Lord's will be done. If it's the Lord's will for me to go through this diagnosis and still go and visit my mom in heaven, great. Okay. If it's his will for me to go through this diagnosis and, and, and survive and, and be able to talk to you yeah. and other people on a platform like this to show them that you can be victorious, yeah. then great. So my prayer has always been, let the Lord's will be done, because I want to just say this. I have made it to 62. <laughs> and, and I'm sure you know, Reverend Percy, many, many, many people who didn't even make it to 30, yeah. 20. Yeah. And I'm going through this situation and I'm still able to drive myself to my treatments. I'm still able to live a normal life in the midst of what I'm going through. So I've been blessed. Praise God. And you know, my number one pet peeve, and I teach it because, you know, I also uh, facilitate uh, and started a program for churches to start cancer care ministries. Uh, and one of the lessons that we teach people is don't tell horror stories of other people's cancer to, to get to cancer patients, tell them success stories. And on that note, to your point, two things, prostate cancer is considered if, if you had to have it from a percentage of survival has the highest survival rate of any cancer that one can contract somewhere in the neighborhood of like 90%. So to your point, this is not necessarily a death sentence, particularly if caught early. And number two, don't tell people negative, bad stories and experiences of others, because at the end of the day, the last thing that a, can a newly diagnosed cancer patient needs to hear is what happened bad to someone else. And then the other thing that I'll share very quickly, and we're running out of time, but I've got to close, is that 
Uh, to your point, because one of the things in your notes, you said that your model was that, you know, pray, uh, let CTCA or your doctor or your healthcare facility do their part and let God do his part. And then you added the third dimension, and that is you or I as the patient, we have to do our part. So we all play a role in this process, but we can't sit idly by and just expect something to happen out of nothing that uh, we've got to take ownership. Having said that, uh, you are an inspiration. You have blessed me tremendously. Uh, my last question for you for today would simply be, what now today gives you hope or continues to strengthen your hope? Woo, my faith. <laughs> and um, just the way that I feel right now. Um, and when I feel the restoration in my body mm. and knowing that where I came from as it related to the treatments and, and I tell everyone, um, you know, one of the, the the battles is dealing with fatigue. Yeah. Dealing with fatigue. And now that I've been six months out of my last injection, I can start feeling my body being restored Ooh. and getting my strength back, getting my energy back. So it's just my faith, my faith yeah. and the idea that I can feel my body being restored and that's a great feeling i have a mantra that i repeat on a regular basis which simply says i am healed whole and healthy my body is being restored Mm. i am healed whole and healthy my body is being restored so i just have a lot of faith and at the same time reverend percy um, as I said earlier, let the Lord's will be done. Yeah. And either way I go, if God calls me home tomorrow or decides that he wants me to stay another 10 years, I am good. You can believe that. I am good. And we're going to book that. That is that is the last word of the day right there. Today you have heard uh, from my brother from uh, the, the Atlanta, Georgia area, I believe Decatur specifically, Daryl Pruitt. Uh, who was diagnosed in March of 2020 uh, with aggressive prostate cancer. And as of today, uh, he is no longer receiving active treatment. Uh, He is now in a surveillance observation mode. He's received radiation and brachytherapy. And he's declared today that he's being restored. He's being renewed. He's being revived. And I want you to feel that energy and and accept that because today potentially that can be the case for you as you continue to walk by faith and not by sight, but also understand to take ownership of your process, be in partnership with someone in the healthcare community that understands your needs and your wants and will give you options and choices. Brother Daryl. I thank you, brother. I love you to life and not to death, man. I expect Amen. I expect to hear nothing but good things. And uh, at some point, we're going to circle back and follow up with you and let's have another conversation to see what the Lord is going to continue to do with your life. Thank you so much for being on Health, Hope, and Inspiration, brother. Reverend Percy, thank you for making it so easy. Okay. <laughs> I've been sweating bullets for two months. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't know what this is going to be about because I got no warning, but I want to thank you. Thank you so much, Reverend Percy. You're welcome, my friend. We'll talk soon, okay? God bless. All right. Thank you, brother. And, Daryl, I want you to know I sweat bullets every time I talk to Percy McRae. (laughs) No, he makes it easy. He really does. We'll talk more about this interview here in just a moment. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. 
Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. You're not hard to talk to at all, Percy. <laughs> Daryl you know, knows that and I know that. Yeah, he was. I think he was very nervous about the anticipation of actually doing the interview. And the first thing that I, I helped him to be at ease about it was that, well, this is audio, it's not video. And he's like, oh, I can relax a little bit. Okay. I was like, yeah. You know, so it, it, yep. we had a fun time. I enjoyed speaking with him. Yep. He has great energy. I tell people I've been hiding on radio all these years. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, we're so grateful for people like Daryl who share their experience with us. And he had a lot to tell us, didn't he? He really did. And, you know, even before we started recording, we had probably a 15, 20-minute conversation because he just had a lot of things that he wanted to express and he wanted to see what what kind of clearance he could be given uh, to share uh, with. And, of course, um, we talked about many things and the big, I think, overarching dynamic. And because, and let me say, because he has so much to say, we also recorded two segments and we'll play oh, good. his second uh, interview somewhere later on down the line. Oh, I look forward to that. But yeah, absolutely. Because he really, and he, he said, he's, I really have some more I like, I'd like to talk about, <laughs> Reverend. So I said, well, let's just do a separate segment. But his, you know, his overarching commentary and motivation is around taking ownership. When entering into the healthcare system, it can be intimidating. And I've, I know this. Uh, from supporting people who who felt like they were a deer caught in headlights when they entered into the healthcare world, and they weren't really sure, you know, what to think, feel, or even say, and in some cases, uh, to feel empowered to push back against their healthcare uh, providers in terms of what they thought would be best based upon options. He talked about the fact that uh, treating at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, he was given options, he was given choices. And that really made a difference for him. And he was really glad so that then he could sit down, he and his wife, and say, "Let what do we think works best for us and makes sense for us? And there were some things that he clearly chose to do. And there were some things he chose not to do, like surgery. He said that he surgery was not an option for him for yeah. many different reasons. And right. he opted not to do so. So yeah. again, about empowerment. Sure. Well, he treated at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Atlanta. And again, we're so grateful for yeah. all the guests that we have who come and share openly with us about the experience, because that's how we learn. That That's why this podcast exists, to share these experiences back and forth. So Daryl, if you're listening, thank you for doing that. Oh, absolutely. Again, I've said it many times. Cancer patients have a lot to say. They always they have a, they have a story to tell. The issue was they never had a real platform to share those insights, stories, those truths. And this certainly was the case, is the case with this platform and was the case with this interview. Daryl, uh, it was a joy, my friend, talking yeah. with you. Yep. And the beauty of the podcast is if you uh, want to pass this on to someone else, you can do that easily by sharing the link that you found for the podcast, Health, Hope, and Inspiration, or just share the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. There at the website, we have a free resource this week called The Pursuit of Quality Living with Cancer. Percy, you've put this together, and you've done it for a reason. You want to help people. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's so fitting with regard to the uh, focus of Daryl's conversation. As you know, prostate cancer can potentially have some side effects of functionality, particularly around sexuality and other things mm -hmm. for men. 
And this, so this resource is really designed with regard to how to uh, move beyond whatever challenges or circumstances you may have from cancer to live a quality life, have a quality life, uh, maybe a new normal in some cases, maybe some things may have to be adjusted, but one can still live and have a quality life with, during, and after cancer. And that's what this resource is designed to do. Please download it, share it, give it to anyone that you can think of and pass along. There are people who will need to hear and understand that they can still have a quality life in the midst of being a cancer patient. Yeah. So three things to do if you go to the website. One, download the free resource, The Pursuit of Quality Living with Cancer. Number two, you can answer the question of the week. Have you ever found it difficult to take ownership of your health care and why? And three, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast and then you'll receive it automatically to your inbox uh, on your smart device so that uh, you don't have to be reminded each week to go and find Mm. it. Healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, I love the fact that you wrap these conversations in Scripture. Can we return to that passage now? Yes, sir. It's a powerful Scripture based upon what we've heard from Daryl today, 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, verses 5 and 6. Paul is talking about the work that he does, and he's talking about his colleague that does his part, but then he ultimately helps us to understand a principle that Daryl articulated very clearly in his interview. He says, Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos? but ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. Verse six, I have planted, Apollos has watered, but it is ultimately God who gives the increase. God does his part. So I believe that Daryl told us, he said that, you know, we need to do our part as patients and we need to allow the doctors to do their part as physicians and clinicians. And then we need to definitely allow and let God do his part because ultimately at the end of the day, that's where the increase comes with regard to anything that we can do and our clinicians can do. But God, when he does his part, gives the increase. Praise God. Amen. All right. Well, again, this week, great uh, conversation with our guests. Great teaching here. Percy, thank you. A lot of hope and encouragement offered through health, hope, and inspiration. So thank you for listening. Percy, thank you for your investment of your life into this podcast. Thank you, and be blessed and continue to prosper and grow in all that you do. Remember, there is no weapon formed against you that shall prosper, and every tongue that rises shall be condemned. We got work to do, folks. Let's keep chopping the wood. Thank you for joining us for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.